going to be learning Lukutei Sichis Chelik Yudchas, the first Sicha on Parshas Balak. We're going to be using the translation, the Hebrew translation on the Sicha. This Sicha is going to be a Rashi Sicha um, on this week's Parsha. This week's Parsha is very fascinating because it's the prophecies of Bilam, which speak about the qualities of the Jewish people and uh, future prophecies regarding them. So let's start. Sif Aleph Kvar Nisbar. So we explained many times that Rashi always is trying to explain the simple interpretation of the words. He's trying to explain what the words mean, what the flow is, trying to make things clear for the reader. And when Rashi brings a drasha, the reason why he brings this drasha is because you need, in order to understand the pshat, the simple interpretation of the pasuk, you need this drasha to explain what's going on. But nonetheless, in our parsha, we actually find it an exception to this rule, l'chaira, that Rashi brings many drashas um, in his pirish, which is not common. Bahasbar Bazad, the explanation is like this. His explanation is because in the Torah, even by Pshuta Shemikra, when it says that it's a mashal, it says Vyisa Mashala, Bilam's giving a mashal, he's giving a riddle, he's giving a parable. So it's understood that even when someone's giving a mashal, then it's not just about translating what the words mean and, and understanding what the sentence is. Rather, if it's a mashal, then it's understood that it's referring to something which is deeper. Meaning is that in this story, in the parable that he's saying, there's also going to be hints and there's going to be drashas which are not going to be clear in the, in the Pasuk. But that's, but that's still going to be Pshutesh HaMikra because since it's a mashal, that's how you translate a mashal, Pshutesh HaMikra. For example, like in English, you have like you have many sayings. Like you have a saying, you missed the boat. So if you're gonna say, oh, what's pshute shalmikra? You missed the boat. You literally missed the boat. No, it just means you missed an opportunity. Or, you know, out of the blue. Like the, we have many sayings even in English, which the pashat pshat of these sayings will be, um, not literal, right? But rather it refers to something else. So also in the psukim, sometimes the literal interpretation is not the exact translation, rather the literal interpretation is referring to something else. And that's the idea of a mashal. There's the literal, what do these words mean? But the literal interpretation also is that these words are referring to something else, and we need to understand what those things are referring to. Therefore, Rashi over here will bring these midrashim because that's what's needed to understand um, the actual interpretation of the words. But even though we're saying that it's a mashal, therefore Rashi has to bring many drashas and, and ramazim, but it's also understood that the drashas that Rashi is bringing is mukhrach. We must say these drashim based on the words of the Pasuk, meaning is based on the words that the Pasuk brings, that's how... Um, the, that's that according to what the words that our Pasuk are bringing, that's what the Midrashim are going to be bringing. There's a correlation. There has to be a correlation. Rashi is not going to just bring Stam Midrashim. Rather, is that there's something in the Pasuk, an extra letter, an extra word, 
from the Pasuk prior, something there which is telling us that there's something deeper that's going on and forces a particular shot which fits, which will explain the structure of the Pasuk and the structure of the words. So, According to this, we need to understand the second Divra Maskal on Rashi, on this Pasuk. It says that there's no divination by Yaakov, there's no uh, sorcery by the Jewish people. Uh, as Rashi explains on that part, that, uh, that the, Bilaam is explaining the reason why the Jewish people are deserving of blessing is because they don't have any of this uh, witchcraft. And like this time, it will be told to Yaakov and to the Jewish people, Ma Paul Kale, what God planned. So what does that second part of the Pasuk mean? Like this time, it will be told to Yaakov and to the Jewish people what God is planning. So Rashi Upirish. He said, he says there will be another time in the future like this time, which will be revealed the love of Hashem to everybody for the Jewish people, because the Jewish people will be sitting in front of Hashem and they will lear- be learning Torah from the mouth of Hashem. And the Mechitza of the Jewish people will be even closer, be within, will be closer to Hashem even than the angels, ministering angels. And therefore, the Haim, the Malachi Asharis, these angels will have to ask the Jewish people, what is God planning? Meaning is because the Jewish people, it will be so revealed, the love that Hashem has for the Jewish people, um, that even the Malachi Asharis will need to go through them to know what Hashem's plans are. And this is what the Pasuk says, that your eyes will see the teacher. Meaning that the Jewish people specifically will be the students of Hashem and he will be teaching them the Torah. Another interpretation. It will be said to Yaakov is not a future tense, not talking about the future, that in the future something people will say to the Jewish people. Rather, it's a present tense, something that's happening now. Meaning, it's a continuation of the first part of the Pasuk. The reason why the Jewish people do not need these diviners is because it's because at any time that it needs to be uh, said to the Jewish people, what is Hashem planning? And what are his decrees about? They don't need to do witchcraft to find out what the future is going to be. Rather, they don't need, they, what they, the Jewish people do is, they know the future because the Nevi'im will uh, tell to them what is the decree of God, or if it's not the Nevi'im, the Urim Tumim will tell the Jewish people what Hashem is planning. The reason why Rashi brings two examples, he says the Nevi'im will tell them, or the Urim Tumim, that's in a sense to correlate to the first part of the Pasuk where the, there's no Nachash uh, and there's no Kasim. So the Jewish people don't need these two things because they have two other things. They have the Nevi'im and they have the Urim Tumim. And Rashi finishes off, the unkulis like Tirgim came. The unkulis does not translate it like this. Unkulis gives a different shot. He says like this. It says, He says, the diviners do not want to do good to the Jewish people. And the, uh, the, the sorcerers do not want to help the Jewish people. So he's translating it as a sense, not that there's no 
Rashi was translating it as the reason why um, Hashem wants the Jewish people to be blessed is because they do not have this type of witchcraft. Uh, Targum actually translates it as they do these these witches do not want to help the Jewish people out, and therefore he just and then the rest of the pasuk he just translates it literally a little translation at that time will be said to Yaakov and to Yisrael what what is Hashem planning? Okay, so lechayra these are the questions we have. He says, where is it hinted to uh, in the Pasuk? In the Lashon of Pasuk, the entire Rikas of Rashi, especially in the first Pshat. Meaning, is, as we said earlier, when Rashi gives a certain interpretation to the Pasuk, he needs to actually be somewhat hinted to in the Pasuk. Meaning, is obviously, this Pasuk is trying to tell us something deeper, but how does Rashi know specifically that it's referring to these two interpretations? And also, he, as well, why such a long arichus? And later on, in later Sif and the Rebbe will explain all the, 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 the length of the arichus, but in short, like, uh, why is it specifically, when it's talking about that, uh, at that time, will be told to the, the people will ask the Jewish people, what has Hashem, uh, caused, or what's Hashem planning? Why does it have to do with, he gives such an arichus that, um, at that time, he'll show his love for them, that they'll be learning Torah from him, and they'll be even within the mechitz of the Malachi Hasharis, and then, and the Malachi Hasharis are gonna have to just kind of cut all that out, and just say that because of the great love for the Jewish people, people will be coming to them to find out what Hashem wants, in a sense. Um, so it's much longer, and we'll, in the later Sifim, the Rebbe will be more specific what the arichus is, and ask. What, are, what is the issue with each one of these translations that Rashi needs to bring both, right? Rashi will only, only brings two if there's an issue with one, and he needs a second one in the sense that, that, that resolves the issue in the first one. Similarly, obviously the second shot has an issue. That's why Rashi needs the first shot to resolve the issue, which we would have been in the second shot. So what are the issues in each one? So, Gimel Kevin Shehik the Rashi Sapir Sharishan Lashemi, Hadavar Mayrashu Karvyes Lipshat, so the map here is that Karvyasubshutashimikra. He says, since Rashi brings the first shot before the second, that shows that the first interpretation, meaning is that uh, that that as we explained, that the Malachi Hashuris will ask the Jewish people, what is Hashem planning? Meaning is what is Hashem teaching in the Torah? That's more closer to the Pshat than the second interpretation, which was uh, that when the Jewish people don't need these diviners because whenever uh, they need to know what Hashem is planning, the, the Nevi'im or the Urmatumim will tell them. So why is the first pshat closer to the Pirush Pashat? And Dalid, Ma'ba Rashi Lahashvi'enu b'sim devar of Unkulis Leitirgim came. What is Rashi trying to teach us at the end? He says, the Unkulis doesn't translate this Pasik like this. There's many places where the Unkulis will translate a Pasik differently than Rashi, and Rashi doesn't mention, oh, by the way, Unkulis doesn't explain it this way. So why over here does Rashi uh, feel that he has to say that Unkulis gives a different interpretation? So base. So in base, we're going to give what the Mephorshim explain in Rashi, but it really only is going to be answering the first two questions uh, of the Rebbe, meaning is where is it hinted to in the Pasik Rashi's uh, Purushim? And Bayes, why does what's the issue with each one of these pshat? And then that's why Rashi needed both. So he says like this. He says, mm-hmm. 
that Mephorshim say that it says in the Pasuk the word Ka'es. The Ka'es has a Chaf at the beginning, which is a Chaf Adim, meaning it's, it's a Chaf which compares two things together. So like this time, there will be in the future a similar time to this. Oid Asit, in the future there will be a time like this particular time. So they explain. It doesn't mean literally at this particular moment in time that when Bilam is, is giving the proper, a prophecy, they explain that it says in the prior psukim, a few psukim earlier, uh, again, so just to give a little background, this psukim is the second prophecy that Bilam is giving. So when Bilam comes back and is about to say over the prophecy, in a sense, Balak makes fun of him and says, like, oh, what is Hashem telling you, like forcing you to say, implying that Bilam is just a puppet? So Bilam replies to him that I, like, at first he tells him to stand up, like, show respect to Hashem. And then he replies to them that how I could only, whatever Hashem wants to happen is going to happen. Hashem wants the Jewish people to go to Eretz Yisrael. I cannot stop that. I cannot curse them that they won't go into Eretz Yisrael. And if Hashem wants to bless them, I can't stop them. I can't stop Hashem from wanting to bless. Hashem wants me to bless them. I'm going to have to bless them. And then he explains why Hashem doesn't want them to be cursed. He says the reasoning is because, uh, as the psukim say, that there is no there is no idol worship in them. And he says that even when they do something wrong, when there is avul biyakov, nonetheless, true smelach boy, even at times when uh, the Jewish people have done something wrong, Hashem doesn't look at this evil. He, he ignores the evil that the Jewish people have done, and rather the true smelach boy, uh, the the friendship. Uh, Hashem is with them. It's a lush, that's what he says. Truus is a lashon of, of like a reim, like friends. So therefore, our pasuk continues in that vein. That therefore, Rashi is explaining that when it says in our pasuk meaning is like the time that we mentioned a few psukim earlier, that Hashem shows His friendship to them, that the King shows to the friendship of the Jewish people and takes care of them and ignores. Any wrongdoing, there is another time in our history in the future where Hashem will again reveal His love to us in a different way. And what's that different way that He's going to re- show His love to us? That is that um, He'll teach us Torah uh, and will be even the Fnim from the Mechitza of the Amlach, um, and the Mlach will have to ask us what is Hashem is teaching. So, so according to that, this is again another reason why Bilam is saying. We can't, Hashem doesn't want us to curse the Jewish people, rather they need to be blessed. Because he's talking about the qualities of the Jewish people. So the fee appears, Hashem, according to the second interpretation, um, what's the hakrach? He says the hakrach is because he, he, they want to look at the, 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 the entire pasik as a whole. Right? That the Ke'es Yerim is actually a continuation, not of a continuation of, in a sense, like three Pesukim earlier when we're talking about one time that Hashem showed us love and now He's going to show us another time. Rather, it's a continuation of this Pasuk itself. That the beginning of the Pasuk is talking about that there is no uh, divination in the Jewish people. Uh, that 
that it's a continuation of the beginning of the Pasuk, that by the Jewish people there's no divination, because whenever the Jewish people need to know um, something, need to know something, it's given over to the, it's, it's told to them through the Nevi'im or the Um Vatumim. So the quality over here is, of the Jewish people, is that they don't need uh, witchcraft. Rather, Hashem, uh, Hashem gives them uh, and gives them the prophets for what they need. Okay, so that's the that's the second shot. So it fits better with the first part of the pasuk. So the fiza appears to reishin kasha shertechin keisim aim by kol hamshal chasalas akasa. So according to this, what's the so that answers the first question of what the hechach is from each from the pasuk of each pshat. But now the question is, why does he need to? So he says, according to the first shot, there's a question. Ke'es Yemar is not really connected to the beginning of the Pasuk. The beginning of the Pasuk is talking about that there's no witchcraft and there's no uh, divination. There's no future, like fortune telling. And then the second part of the Pasuk is talking about the love of Hashem, uh, which will be in the future. Um, the first issue is that the word Yemar is future tense. Uh, while according to this pshat is, it's a present tense, that the reason why Hashem loves the Jewish people is because they don't have now witchcraft, rather they use Nevi'im. And Be'ez, Lashem Ke'ez, Bechafedimian, it says Ke'ez, like, it's comparing two times. We're not really comparing. It seems like the way how the Pasuk's translating it, Ke'ez, at this point in time, um, there is no, no divination, rather they, like, like he's translating Ke'ez, that when they need like cases, whenever they need to know Ma Paul Kale, they're able to, the Nevi'im tell them they don't need witchcraft, which doesn't fit so well with the union of the Chafadimian. Fine. So, but, so that, but even, so that of course only answers the first two questions, but even with that, there's still a few questions on these shot. First of all, Alaf Einha Finami Shemuchamakasif Shotavi Oid Aspadimal Ezu Shoz Yemar Liyakib Lisrael Ma Paul Kale. He says, true, it's clear from the Pasuk that there will come another time, which is similar to this time, when it will be told to the Jewish people, what is Hashem planning? He says, true, the Mephorshim are explaining why we need, we know it's referring to a future time, and it's a future time when Hashem is showing His love to the Jewish people. But how do we know that the love is being expressed to the Jewish people through learning Torah, and that they're going, and that the Mechitzah is the Fnim from the angels, and the Malachim are going to specifically be the Malachim are going to ask, meaning is Ma Paul Kel. I mean, it's clear that somebody's asking the Jewish people something because it says on the Pasuk Ma Paul Kel. But how does Rashi know from the Pesukim that it's specifically the Malachim that are asking? Maybe it's like uh, regular people are asking. Who knows? Fine. Base. So, Madu'a Hikdim Rashi's appears to Rishon Lashani. Why does Rashi bring the first pshat before the second pshat? Right? Because remember, whenever, whatever pshat Rashi gives first, that means it's the better pshat. It's, cl- it's closer to Pshut HaShemikra. But why is this first pshat closer to Pshut HaShemikra? He says, Andarab, Haloya Pir Shashani, Al Apa Kushi Balashin Kanal, he says, the second shot is actually closer to the Pshute Shemikra, because the second part, because according to the second shot, it's what the Pasuk flows. It's like one Hemshech. It's not like there's two totally different ideas in the same Pasuk. It's one flow that there's no witchcraft. Rather, they have Nevi'im, who, who they ask, who tell them what's going to, what's going to happen. But according to the first shot, it's two totally separate ideas. One is about no, be, there's no uh, fortune telling, and the second part of the pasuk is 
about the, the love that Hashem shows to the true, true people. So even though there, yes, there are some issues with the Lushen, which the Rebbe will show how the Mephorshim explain it in a moment, but even if there were certain issues with the uh, Lushen of the Pasuk, still that seems to be a much closer pshat, especially as we're talking about Nevoah, we're talking about riddles, which usually with, we see in general with Nevoahs and, and songs, that uh, not always the... The grammar is sometimes written in a in a totally different way, uh, for whatever reason, because it's not just telling over a story; it's telling over prophecy. So each letter is hinting to something else, and um, also sometimes it just flows better, like it, it fits better with the um, with the syntax. Okay, but anyways, but the main thing would be that the actual pasuk makes sense more than the questions that we'll have in the pasuk itself. He says, and we, he forever brings a proof for this. We see in the Medrash, which brings both Purusha, it brings the second shot first. And the Ramban quotes Rashi, and he actually only brings the first shot of Rashi, which implies that according to the Ramban, the first shot is the stronger, and therefore he only brings that one. He doesn't even bother bringing uh, the first one. Gimel. Uh, from the Lashon Rashi, he says, another interpretation, how would you trans, how could you translate the words, he says, is not future tense, rather it's presence tense, which is, makes it very clear from Rashi's expression that he's explained that Yehimar could be explained also in the present tense. It's not like a, a total, uh, like a, a, a type of Shiloh that it could only be referring to the future. Rather, Yehimar could also be present tense, even though usually it means future, but it could also be explained in the present tense. The Satam Ladavar Kvar Rashi Leil, and Rashi actually explained this earlier in Parshas B'Shalach, Kevin Shizehu Davar that whenever something, since it's something that happens constantly, you also could put the word future tense. It's called the progressive present tense. Something which is continuously happening, in Hebrew they would also put the future because it's not just now that it's happening, it's also happening in the future because it's con- consistently and constantly happening. So that's really what's happening now. Whenever the Jewish people need a nevuah, you have the nevim and the urim vetunim, that's what tell them. They're telling them now, they also tell them the future. So that answers that question. The chafedimian, like it's comparing it from one time to another, which we're not comparing um, this time to any other time. We're just saying that, uh, that whenever the Jewish people, whenever they have a time that they need to know the future, they just ask the Nevi'im. Um, even now we have an explanation. They explain like this, like a time, meaning is that when there comes a time, I'm going to add maybe a little bit just to hopefully this is what the Mephorshim are trying to say. When it comes a time like this, meaning is like this, that when they need to know the future, um, like the Goyim would need to know the future, and therefore the Goyim asked the, uh, the, 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 the fortune tellers, when it comes at times like this, when they need to know the future, instead of going to the fortune tellers, what do they do? They, Hashem, they, they go to the Nevi'im. So you could also explain ke'es also in that sense. Ke'es, like this time, like this time, and they need to know the future. Instead of going to the Menachashim, they go to the um, the Nevi'im. So, so that actually could be explained. According to this way of explaining Rashi, um, 
it shouldn't have been the first, the second shot really should have been the first. Okay. So just to, to summarize what we've said, uh, so far, we've asked a few questions of Rashi. Uh, we want to know specifically, we're, I'm going to just, the first two questions is, where is the hint? How does Rashi get these two Purushim from the Psukim themselves? And why does Rashi need to have two Purushim? What are the issues with each one? So we brought the ants in the Mephorshim that they say the word that it's becoming the first shot is because it says the word case, which is trying to compare two time periods. So therefore, what's the time period it's comparing? It's comparing the time period of Turas Malachoy, where Hashem shows a great love for the Jewish people. There will be in the future also a time when Hashem will show a love for the Jewish people. And that will be through teaching them Torah, even in a, in a closer fashion than how he teaches the Malachim. And the second interpretation is, Read the first part of the Pasuk. The first part of the Pasuk is telling us that there's no witchcraft by the Jewish people. So then when it says, it's telling us that they don't need them. Rather, they have the Nevi'im that tells them what's going to be going on. So that's how the Mephorshim want to learn it. But according to that, we had a few questions. First of all, we said it seems to be a, a much a lot of details in Rashi, which doesn't get explained. Meaning is, yes, we will know the real time that Hashem shows them love. But how do we know that has anything to do with learning Torah? How do we know that has to do Malachim? And then the second and third question that the Rebbe asks on it, it really two parts of the same coin, um, two sides of the same coin, is according to this pshat, the chayra, the second interpretation of Rashi, seems closer to the pshat, that it's a flow from the first part of the Pasik and not just two so totally separate ideas being put in one. Okay, Gimel. So the Rebbe is going to continue and try to answer the pshat of the Mephorshim. So he says, Meaning is the main issue that we're having is that, um, again, the Rebbe is actually not even going to try to answer uh, the first question is, how does he know all the other details? But he's trying to, at this point, really explain, according to these Mephorshim, why does Rashi put the first shot first and not the first shot as the second shot? So he says, L'chair, we can answer. And the main issue was that L'chair, there's no connection to the first part of the Pasuk. There's no connection. You have one idea and then a second idea put into the same sentence is very strange. So he says, we can give an answer at least for that question. Because any person that does not do any divination, we bring him in. He's brought in to the mechitza that even the ministering angels are not brought into it. Shenamar, as it says in the Pasik, Kiloy Nachash Bisro Balakesim Bisro Kaisti Yemar Liyaka Bisro Mapalkaz, and he and he quotes the Pasik. This Gemara quotes the Pasik. Um, so it seems like from the Gemara, what's the connection between the two parts of the Pasik? That the reasoning why the Yidin have this love, why does Hashem show them this great love that He brings them in even closer than the Malachim are brought, is because they do not have Nachash. But the Rebbe does not like this explanation of Rashi, for many reasons. First of all, first of all, in our Rashi, he doesn't hint, true, it's a Gemara, but in the Rashi itself, he doesn't give any hint. We know a rule in Rashi, he doesn't expect the five-year-old child who's learning his trap to know this Gemara, understand what he's coming to tell us. Um, rather, it has to be at least hinted to, or in, in Tarashi, but there is no hint. He doesn't say anything about uh, that. All he tells us is that there will come a time when he will show us love, like he shows us uh, at this other time, 
and and what's the how is that love expressed? He says through the teaching of the Torah, etc., etc. He doesn't connect it at all that the reason why that there's love is because there's no chanachas. Rashi doesn't say anything about that. And Bayes, the Fiza, meaning is the Rebbe is trying to say is that that could have been a good pshat, and that could have in a sense like if Rashi would have made some type of hint, that could have in a sense explained why Rashi Taka put that pshat as first. Because it would have fit beautifully in the Pshuta Shmikra. You could use the AMR, you know, future tense, case, you could explain in a much simpler way. And then there's also a connection from the first part of the second part. So if Rashi would have given that hint, it actually would have made it a lot easier. But the problem is Rashi did it. So if we're just trying to give a Pshan on the Pasik, then what we could do is, you know, we could take Rashi's shot, change it a bit, and in a sense show the flow of the Pasik. But what we're trying to do over here is understand how Rashi's explaining the Pasik. So since Rashi does not do that, he's clearly not learning that. Way in the pasuk. Fine. Base. Lafiza haridavla hitzarchli skamrakla asalavid oid asid lias eska esensais. He says. Furthermore, according to this interpretation, it, this is not something that only could happen in the future. Oid asid, like in the future, there'll be a time like this. He says because the first part of the pasuk is talking about present tense. There is no divination and witchcraft in the Jewish people. Is as Rashi says happening right now. Bilam's telling them something, is saying over the mile of the Jewish people they had right now that they don't have this, this, this fortune talent. Therefore, Afekt is saw, Yemel Yaakov, Hesricha, Lava, Gaisa's Mach, Bishahayib, Esmach, and Tarish, Lam Nisrol, as the Sears of Divirus, and Piyakaj Barako. So, Oibeda is since we're saying because of the schus of not having Nachash, they get this expression of love, then that should have happened at that time itself. Just like at Mount Tarish, Hashem taught the Jewish people the Sears of Divirus. So then, also from when they, the Jewish people, were doing Nachash, they also Hashem should have come and taught them the Torah. But we don't. That's not what Rashi says. He says it's a, talking about a future period of time. And as we know, that's also Mukhrich from the Pasuk, because it says in the future tense, Yehamar Kaes. It's all happening in the future. So this shot would not work, because according to that shot, it's something that should have happened right then and there. Okay. So that, and Gimel, Bamana gave a Shaklakan Inyan Chen Yishin the fun of Lema Tayyar But also, what's the connection that they're sitting in front of him and learning Tayyar Mepiv? The Gemara only tells us that they're being brought in closer to Hashem. The Fnim Mechitzasai, they brought into Mechitzah, even the Malach Hashem are not brought into, it doesn't say anything about learning Tayyar. So how would that been, um, how would that have been learned? Okay, Dalit. And then we also understand a few additional diyukim in Rashi. This is, again, we mentioned earlier that there's an arichas in Rashi, so the Rebbe is now going to explain exactly that arichas in more detail. First of all, Allah Pirish Rashi, Ma'ulashim Malachim Shars, Malachim Stam. Why does Rashi say ministering angels? To say Malachim. Why does Rashi bring a proof? That the, that Hashem is going to be teaching the Jewish people, not a proof. He says Zehu Shanama. That's not a proof. He says this is what it means in the pasuk. L'chayra. What does it seem like he's doing? He's trying to explain, like based on this interpretation. Now we can understand this pasuk. That your eyes will see your teacher. Meaning, it's based on this that Hashem is going to be teaching us Torah, and everyone's going to have to come to us. Even the Malachi Ashars have to come to us to know what the Torah is saying. Now we can understand this pasuk. But is the Indian of Rashi to come to explain to us psukim? In Nach, that's not his pshat. He's trying to explain the Quran Pasuk. Why is he bringing, like, now we can understand this Pasuk. That's not his Indian. 
Uh, I already gave you a hint what the answer is going to be, is when it says, it's not to explain the Pasuk, rather, of course, it's to try to bring a proof of what he said. He's proving something that he said earlier. But then, of course, the question is, what is he trying to prove by bringing this Pasuk? Fine. He says in the second shot that the that Rashi brings on the words he adds it says um, what is Hashem planning and then it says what are the decrees above what's the connection to over here meaning is again we're trying to in a sense according to the second shot we're comparing uh, the nevua to the the, the fortune telling. That we're saying is that they don't need this type of divination because they have the Nevi'in who will tell them what Hashem is planning. But nowhere was it discussed of anything about decrees. It doesn't say that the Menachem will tell you the decrees of God. It just tells you what the future will be. And they have the, and they have the Nevi'in which will tell them what the future will be. Why does he add this idea of Zeroisa? What's the connection to over here? And he says, especially this is hard to understand because in the Hemshech, Rashi actually only mentions um, that, that uh, whatever they need to know is told to them through the Nevi'im, what is the Gezerah of Hashem? He doesn't even use the words Ba'apal only The second time he says it in a shortened form, he says, Ma'i Gezerah Samakim. So those are the Dukim. So now just to um, keep things, just to help us with the Hemshech, we'll just give a quick summary. But the way I'm going to do the summary is I'm just going to read the Rashi. So if you have a Chumash, open that up, or you can go back to the first page. I'll read the Rashi with the questions that we still have remaining, um, and then we'll get to the explanation. All right, so the Pasuk tells us that there's no Nachesh be Yaakov, that there's no Kesem be Yisrael, and Yaakov, Ke'esi only Yaakov, and at this time Yaakov be told, and Yisrael will be told, Ma'apal Ke'el. So the Rashis tell us, Ke'esi only Yaakov again. That the Pasuk tells us, there will be a future time like this time, which God's love will be revealed, for the Jewish people will be revealed to all. They'll be sitting in front of Hashem, and the Mechitz will be in front, will be within the area of the Melach Hashars, and they'll be asked, what is Hashem cause? So question number one is, how is this hinted to in the Pasuk? Second question is, um, how do we know this whole idea of learning Tyra? Why does he use the words Malachi Asharis? And this is what it says in the Pasuk, that your eyes will see your teacher. Why is Rashi bringing this Pasuk? Rashi's Indian is not to explain Sukkim and Tanakh. Then Rashi gives a second shot. Of Arach. So the question is, why does he need a second shot? Also, why is one shot? What are the issues with each shot? Another question is, why is the First shot first, why is the first shot more carved of the Shemikra than the second shot? Anyways, the second shot taka is, Yemel Yaakov is an Lashon Asa, it's not a future tense, a Lashon Haiva, it's a present tense. They don't need this divination. Whenever they need to be told to the Jewish people what Hashem is planning and what his decrees are, wait a second, why are you bringing in Mazayrasibamarim? The Pasuk only said about Mapal Kel, so just quote Mapal Kel, why are you saying about Mazayrasibamarim? He says, They don't need to do any witchcraft. They don't need the Menachem Rather, whenever they need to know, it's told to them through the Nevi'im, Wait a second. Why is he only bringing now If he's only going to bring one, he should have brought because that's the actual expression for the Pasuk. Is not something that the Pasuk was discussing. 
Oi, um vetum agidulam, or the um vetum will tell them what it is. Fine. But umkulis, like Thirgin came, umkulis gives a different interpretation. The question is, why is the Rebbe feel that he has to bring that in here? Why does Rashi need to bring uh, the words umkulis like here? Okay. So let's get to the explanation. Hey, a beer bazaar. He says, to understand this, really, we're going to have to understand the entire parsha, what's going on in this parsha. And then we can kind of see, uh, when we understand what Bilam's saying, then we can understand why Rashi explains things in this particular way. He says, Balak Sachar's Bilam Avur Lachana Arali Samazai. He says, Balak hired Bilam in order to go to curse the Jewish people. So Bilam answered Balak during his first prophecy. He says, why can't I actually curse them? Because how can I curse what God, what Hashem does not curse? He says, how can I curse them when their, their origins is from the mountains, from the, the, the powerful rocks, which we say refers to the Avis, the Nimois, and he goes through the different Mailas. And he goes through many Psukim. And this prophecy in Rashi explains what the special qualities of the Jewish people are. So he says, how can I curse them when God doesn't want to curse them? How can I curse them when they have all these great qualities? I mean, that's really the explanation why Hashem does not want them to be cursed is because they have these great qualities. That was the first prophecy. Similarly, when he starts the second prophecy, Pasach, he has to again say, because he's about to bless the Jewish people, he has to explain why he's not cursing them. So what is he doing? Pasach, like each kale be chazev. He says, God is not a man that lies. For this reasoning, he's not able to fulfill the will of Balak to kill them in the desert. He says, I can't kill them because God promised to bring them into Eretz Yisrael. How could I curse them that they should die in the desert? And he continues uh, saying what the milus of the Jewish people are and the great love that Hashem has. And it says how Hashem hides. Hashem does not see any inquity and evil in the Jewish people. And the passage continues, not only does not see the evil, rather Hashem uh, has, has a friendship with them. And then in our Pasuk, Bilam says, that not only am I unable to curse the Jewish people, he says, I can't curse them. On the contrary, I can't, since there is no uh, divination in the Jewish people, he says, on the contrary, he says, they're right for a bracha, because they don't have the manachashim Meaning, this is a continuation of... Um, of the third Pasik in our prophecy, right? Uh, Pasik, the second Pasik in the prophecy says how Hashem will not lie, and therefore I can't curse them not to go into Eretz Israel. And then the third Pasik, he says, My message was to bless. And when he blesses, I cannot reverse it. So now we're going into that second part uh, of this, that Hashem is also telling them that he wants it to be a blessing. So now he's explaining why they write for the bracha is because they don't have nichush. But this Indian that the reason why they can't be cursed is because they don't have any of this uh, of this divination. That's what brings the bracha. That in a sense shows on the lowliness of Bilam, because he was a kaisim. As it says, uh, Rashi brings the quote, quote from Rashi. The Rashi. In addition to being a prophet, he was also a kaisen. So, like, he was able to say the future, right? So, he was more of a kaisen. 
לכן, המשך בלם לדבר אוי במיילס בני ישראל, ועידי זה הדגיש הסיב לכך שאין יוכל לקיים אור לי ישראל, אין מצד חסרי נשל בלם, אלא מצד מיילס בני ישראל, שהרמז במשל לבתי כאיזי יום ליעקב לישראל מהפלקל. Therefore, what, what בלם does is, he continues talking about the מיילס of the Jewish people. Meaning is explaining that why are they worried for a bracha? So A, it's because they don't have this whole nechash. I, th- 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 that implies that I'm unable to curse them. Because since they don't have nachash, I'm unable to curse them. So Bilam says, no, that's not the reason. Meaning is they talk to have a great quality that they don't have any nechash. But the reason I'm not able to do the orali yisa'am is not because of my own chasar and that I'm a menachash and therefore I can't do it. Rather, it's because of the great quality of the Jewish people that as we're going to explain in the first shot, uh, is, is, is the Maila that, um, we'll start with the first shot at least and we'll go in more detail, is because of the great love that, the, that Hashem has for the Jewish people. Meaning is if it was just because they didn't, they had the schus of Eimahem and Achshim and Kaisman, that wouldn't have been enough that, um, I wouldn't have been able to curse. Meaning is they would have been, they would have been deserving of a bracha in Achinami, but, and I'm, but they still, I would have been able to curse them. Um, I would have been able to curse them. But the reason I can't curse them, as I, as I mentioned, is because of this quality that they have in the Hamshach, the Pasuk. He says, the explanation is that the word ke'es with a chaf kemutza means a specific time. So we're changing a little bit how to translate the word ke'es as we thought initially. Initially, the Mephorosh from explaining ke'es, there was a time like there will be a time like this, like what we're talking about in these psukim, which is Truas Melech Boy, in the future. There'll be a time like what, what our, there'll be another time like our, what our psukim are talking about, which will happen in the future. The Rebbe says actually, Ke'es with Chav Kmutza means Eizman Yudua. He brings the sources for that. It means a specific point in time. It doesn't have to mean a time that we're mentioning in the earlier psukim, which the issue with that is that it doesn't really connect to the beginning of the Pasek. Um, rather, it's talking about a specific point in time. He says, He says, since we are talking about over here the love that Hashem has for the Jewish people, it's understood that when it says Ke'esa, that it will be a time like this specific time when Hashem showed His love, we're talking about a time that Hashem showed His love in a revealed way to the Jewish people. Even a five-year-old knows what this is referring to. That the time where Hashem's love for the Jewish people was recognized in a revealed way, that was Matan That you will be for me as a treasure from all the other nations, because the entire land belongs to me. Kabir Rashi said, what does that mean? You will be like a great treasure. And he says, you will be for me as a treasure from all the other nations. And you should not say, what does it mean you're a treasure? Because I'm the only thing you have. You shouldn't say, I'm the only ones that belongs to me, and I have nothing else. Therefore, you're precious because that's all you have. Rather, he says to them, I have the entire land. Meaning is, your, your chiba will be recognizable to me because I own the whole land. I have all the nations, but they're nothing to me. You're the only treasure from all the land and all the nations that I have. You're the only thing that's precious. So that's how it's recognizable in a revealed way, the, 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 the chiba that Hashem has for the Jewish people. 
So therefore, since our Pasuk says there will be a time in the future which will be similar to the time of Matan Taira, it's understood that there will be a time in the future where the Jewish people will learn um, will learn Torah from Hashem's mouth. Will also be another time that the, the, the Jewish people will learn Torah in Pishal Kadosh Baruch So this, in a sense, explains the question: of How does Rashi know about this whole idea of learning Torah? All you could learn from the word Ka'es is that there will be another time when Hashem shown us lot. But how do you know it has anything to do with Hashem teaching us Torah? But according to how the Rebbe is explaining, the Ka'es means a specific point in time. So if it's a specific point in time, that means there's a time like it was by Matan Torah. I, when will be a time like Matan Torah? What happened Matan Torah? Hashem himself taught us, this, taught us the Torah, gave us the Seres Adibris. So similarly, it will be a time in the future where Hashem will also teach us the Torah. And since we said Chiba, as Rashi explained there already earlier, that Chiba needs to come. How does it, how is it expressed in a revealed way when it's compared to others? The way how you show them a special love is only when you're getting a different treatment than others. That relative to these other individuals, the love that you're being treated differently, that's how the love is expressed. Or it's recognizable. Kanal Pierce Rashi. So the male movement should shash and do by this limit. At Tayra, Davershala, Umois, Oilam, Ink, Hol Shaihusalav, a carcass being Zagila, Hibahu Bashkalam Lachishars. He says, since we're talking about the Indian of learning Tyra, right? Because again, we're comparing it to the Haim of Mount Tyra. So to say that Hashem shows us more love than the Goyim because he teaches us, not the Goyim, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense because he never, the Goyim have no connection to the learning of Tyra. So how does he show us our love in the future? By teaching us Tyra, we're the only ones he could teach Tyra to. So that's not showing any extra type of love. So it must be that he's comparing his love to us to what he teaches the Malachi Ashars. Meaning is he's showing our love that it's even greater than the Malachim that serve Hashem. Um, so that's why he brings in the Nidah Malachi Ashar specifically. That was the point of that detail. Now we're going to explain why does he put the word Lasharis in. It's not only that Hashem shows us a greater love to the Malachim in a situation when the Malachim are not learning Tayyar, but rather they're coming down to this world to do a Shlichus. It's similar to what we learned earlier that we had Malachim that came to Abraham Avinu to fulfill a Shlichus. Aleph was the Vassar Sistara, the Echel Lahapach Estoim, the Echel Rapis of the Varm Shemalach Echad, Shlichus. That the one Malach was to tell Sarah about the, uh, the Yitzchak will be born. Another one was to flip over the city of Sadaim. And the third one was to heal Avram. The reason why they needed three is because one Malach cannot do two shlichs. So each Malach came to do one shlich. Fine. Also, we know that the Malach came down uh, for Hagar when she was um, in the desert and Ishmael was uh, dying. But right, even when they're, in a sense, above, serving God, they're in front of Hashem, they're serving Him, they're close to Him, even then, I know Shechibas Bnei Yisrael belonged on Tyre Mepiv Shal Kadosh Baruch Hu. He cares up Yachts Malachim Yisrael Mesharsim Hei Nishal Lahem Malpaka. Even when the Malachim will be in that situation, it will be recognizable the Chiba that Hashem has for the Jewish people, and they the Malachim will ask us Malpalkel. 
Now we can understand what Bilam is adding, and he's stressing in this Hemshech that they are ru'im, they are fitting for a bracha because there's no Nachash. That the reason why the Klala cannot be chal on the Jewish people is not because he, Bilam, is not, is, is a lowly person. And he doesn't have any power. Uh, but by them there is no nachash. Therefore, he has. It all has to do with him that he has. He's a lowly individual. He has no nachash. The Jewish people don't have nachash. He has nachash. I'm sorry. The Jewish people don't have. So automatically, how can a lowly individual have any power over the Jewish people? They 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 are much greater quality, much greater level. He says that's not the reason. But rather it has to do with their essential quality of the Jewish people. That in the future will be revealed their love because their mechitza will be within from the mechitza of the Malache Hashars. So it's also it's because of the their essential quality that they themselves have that Hashem has a great love for them, and the great love is expressed that Hashem teaches them Tyre. So according to how the Rebbe is explaining now, this also connects the first part of the Pasuk, of course, to the second part of the Pasuk, right? That was the, one of the main issues with how the other Mephorshim were learning. That if Ka'is is just referring to a few psukim earlier, there's no connection between part one of the Pasuk and the second part. But now we're saying, no, it's a continuation of the first part of the Pasuk. The first part of the Pasuk is, uh, uh, Bilam is explaining why he has to give them a bracha and he's unable to curse them. He says, the reason why they're deserving of a blessing is because they don't have any nachash. I, would that mean, maybe that's also the reason why they, I can't curse them is because they have this great quality and I'm just a lowly uh, witch, in a sense. He says, no, that is incorrect. The reason why I can't curse them is because they have this great quality of the second part of the Pasuk of Ma'apal Kale that Hashem has this, uh, teaches them, Torah Ka'es, that they will have a time in the future which will be like Matan Torah when they will be learning Torah from Hashem even in a greater way than the Malachi Ashars are learning. So clearly connects the two parts of the Pasuk. But now we have an, a, a question. Now we're going to ask the questions on this shot, and that's why we have to bring the second one. Sorry, incorrect. This is why this will we'll have a few questions, and, and that, this will explain why Rashi has to give a few more diukim in his words. It says by the time of Matan Torah that the Jewish people said to Moshe Rabbeinu, after they heard, it says that they heard the first two divers from Hashem's mouth, they, they died after each one. So they came to Moshe and says, you need to speak to Hashem. Hashem should speak with you, and you will listen to what the, the, the commandments are. And we will not speak with Hashem lest we will die. Meaning is that we can't listen, to, Hashem can't teach us the Torah Mepiv. You have to learn the Torah Mepiv, and then afterwards teach it to us. Kachavi, and that's how it was. The people stood at a distance. Hashem told Moshe, the Sersi Dibras, and Moshe Revenu, repeated them, them to the Jewish people. So I say the Shaila is, how could there be a time when they will learn the Torah from Hashem? Just like at the time of Matan Torah, they weren't able to do it. So also in the future, they won't be able to do it. Like, a, what's Pshat? And Be'ez, Afilu, in Kenu, even if you come up with some Pshat, why the Asid will be different, that then they will be able to handle learning the Torah of Pshat, Kadosh Baruch. You'll come up with an interpretation. Fine. But still there's an issue. Beshenis ace bedugmas matan tyra madua shalalas 
Even if there will be another time like Matar and we will learn Taira Mipifa Hashem, but the question is, why will this second time in the future negate the ability of of um, Bilam being able to curse the Jewish people? Meaning is why we're saying is that remember, Bilam is at the end of the forty years. They got the Torah forty years earlier. So Bilam should have just said, I can't curse the Jewish people because they had Matan Torah, but Hashem taught them the Torah. Right? But he doesn't use that. He says, no, that's not enough. It's rather because in the future he's going to teach them Torah. Why teaching them Torah in the future is greater than what happened in the past when Hashem gave, taught them by Matan Torah and revealed himself to the Jewish people Matan Torah. So Rashi, therefore Rashi adds this passage. Uh, so that's what the Pasik says, that your eyes will see your teacher. Meaning as this Pasik says very clearly Hashem will be the Jewish the, the, the teacher of the Jewish people and the way that their eyes will see. Right, so that answers question one. We said the Matan Torah they died, so how could there ever be a second time time period? They they didn't want it. They said we can't do it. you do it. So why would how could there be a future time? So Rashi brings a passage that says clearly that that will happen, that we will see Hashem. So that we know first of all that it will happen. Regarding the second question, why do why was the sec why the the Hashem teaching us in the future is the reason why I can curse us, Masha Ainkain, this said Hashem Tastar and Matan Torah. That's what Rashi says, because they will be sitting in front of him. Meaning it's not going to be a one-time thing and for a very short period of time. Like by Matan Torah, it was a one-time thing, it was a short period of time, and then they couldn't even handle it, that Moshe Rabbeinu needed to take over. Rather, it will be a of Yeshin, they'll be sitting, meaning it will be permanent. Like Rashi actually explained earlier, that whenever it says the Lashon of Teshev, it means staying. That they will be staying and learning Torah and So that's why it's doubted the future time when Hashem will teach Torah to the Jewish people. That's the reason why Bilam has no power over that. Fine. It's But still we can ask, since this thing will happen in the future, how is this negating Bilam's ability to curse them now. So now we're going to explain why we need the second shot. Why does Rashi bring the second shot? So earlier we were saying is because the first shot had issues that the first part of the Pasuk and the second part of the Pasuk don't really connect. The Rebbe Upshlag Danik shows clearly they do connect. Rather, there's a different issue. It's because Rashi's explanation is about a future time. He's explaining why can't we curse, why can't I curse them? Because in the future they're going to, Hashem's going to express this love to them. What does it have to do with right now? So in the future you can't curse them. Why can't you curse them now? Therefore, he brings the first first shot. According to the second shot, Rashi says clearly that Yehimah Yaakov is not the future tense because we have an issue by explaining that their quality is something in the future. Rather, it's present tense. Because whenever it will be needed to be told to the Yaakov and to Yisrael what Hashem is planning. They don't do witchcraft. Rather, it's told to them through their prophets. According to this, it's something which is present tense. Meaning is, the way I would explain the Pasuk, that Bilam is saying the reason why I can't curse the Jewish people is because they don't have, uh, uh, because they don't have this nichush. 
Why don't they have the Nechush? It's because they don't need Nechush. Rather, they have, whenever Shem wants to communicate, they have the Nevi'im. So according to this second shot, it's really just one idea. Right? It's just one idea. Bilam's not trying to say two points, meaning is why they're deserving a blessing and why I can't curse them. Rather, you're saying one thing, that why are they deserving a blessing? It's because they don't have any Nechush. Rather, they have their uh, the Nevi'im. But according to this, is not really adding why they are right for bracha. Again, it's just completing the thought. So the problem is, it's just really, in a sense, completing and as a continuation of the beginning of the Pasuk, that there is no Nachash by Yaakov, um, why? Because this that they need to know, they're told through the Nevi'im. So, Pizah, moving to Tam Shanaka Rashi, appears to Rishon Kapirish Ha'ikri B'Pshutah Shemikra. Now we understand why Rashi brings the first shot as the main shot, according to Pshutah Shemikra. Ma'ach, Shemidur Khan, Eidaz Divir Bilam, Shedehem, Birach Hesisrael Vidiva, Ma'alasam, moving to Pirish Ha'kar B'Yislav Shat, Aksuvin, Apirish Bidurah, Mivia Yoyser, Esma'alasam, Shisrael. Since the whole purpose of what Bilam is saying over here right now is why he has to bless them, and why you can't curse them, it's speaking about their qualities. So it's understood that the Pirish Akar of Yaisil Abshat will be the Pshat, the Pirish, what expresses more the Maila of the Jewish people. So what expresses more the Maila of the Jewish people? Of course, A, they don't have Nachash, for whatever reason, and B, Hashem uh, has his great love for them, which will be expressed in the future when he will teach us Torah himself in a permanent type of way. The second shot, which has the Maila that it's a quality that the Jewish people are having right now, that they do not have Nachash right now. Why? Because uh, they have the Nevi'im. So that only is one quality expressing that they don't have any Nachash, but doesn't express that great love that Hashem has. Tess. Um, the Rebbe wants to take this a step further. He says, He says, but it makes sense to say it's logical that even according to the second shot, the continuation of Bilam's words is a, is a, is a an additional reason why Aureli is unable to be fulfilled by the Jewish people. It, it's not just a finishing the thought, but it's also an additional thought. Meaning, Bilam Yada Shakarbarhu anyway to the Kah, Abu Sarvish Bihot Lachavan Shashakarhu Kais Azayahal Aureli. Bilam knew that Hashem did not want to curse the Jewish people, but he thought that he'd be able to find a particular time when Hashem is angry and then he can curse them. As, as Rashi brings them, Midrash and bring that Bilam knew that there was a particular moment in time, that there's a moment each day that Hashem is angry. And at that moment, if you're able to catch it, you're able to curse the Jewish people. So what he was trying to do is trying to catch that moment and then he'd be able to curse them. That was his plan. Therefore, Rashi adds in the second Pirish, the Gzeris, the decrees above. We asked, one of our questions was, why is he bringing in this idea of Gzeris? Because by bringing in the idea of Gzeris, it's explaining additional mila that the Jewish people have. That whatever the Gzeris are, the decrees are above, it's told to them through their Nevi'im. Meaning is that even according to the second Pirish of the Pasuk of Ka'es, it's an additional reason why it negates the capability of Bilam to be able to give a Klala. 
Meaning is that even at the time when Hashem is angry with the Jewish people, they know that Hashem is angry, and they know that there is a decree, and therefore through the Nevi'im and the Rumatum, and they're able to Nevata the Gzera through Tshuva. So according to this, even the second shot uh, has a, is it somewhat expressing the mind of the Jewish people. A, that they don't have any Nechush. Why? Because again, they have the Nevi'im. But an additional thing is that Bilam saying, I can't curse them because Hashem, they don't have any nachash, so, you know, they don't have anything wrong. Hashem likes them. They don't have nachash, whatever. Then Bilam says, I, what about my plan that I'll find a particular moment in time that Hashem is angry? So even Hashem likes them, it doesn't really matter. There's a moment of time that he's angry. He says, even that I can't do because since they have Nervium, they know that moment when Hashem's angry and they see, they, they, they're taught and they're told that there's a decree that was nigzar alayim at that particular moment of time and then they too chuba and then mabatha the gzera. So that's um, an additional, so it's not again expressing so much the mile of the Jewish people. That's why I thought the better trot, as the Rebbe said, but what it does do is explains why Bilam is saying, I cannot curse them. Okay. So, let, before we go weiter, let's just quickly go through the questions just to show how we answered all the questions of the Sikha. First of all, we asked, question one was, Aleph, where does it hint to both of these shatim of Rashi and the Rishos, uh, uh, Rashi gives a very lengthy answer. Where is that hinted to? So the answering is because since the word says the word ka'es, ka'es means there will be ka'es, a specific time. There will be a time. Well, first of all, to start before, we said that what Bilam is trying to do is he's trying to explain why the Jewish people are worthy of a blessing and not to be cursed. Therefore, he says ka'es, that there will be a particular moment in time. Uh, th- there was a particular moment in the Jewish people's pure, uh, time, which was by Matan Torah, where Hashem showed their love, there will be a similar time to that when Hashem again will show his love. And that will be that just like by then he taught them Torah, also in the future he will teach them Torah. And that will be even within the Mechitzah, before the Malachim, meaning it will be even a greater way than the Malachim. And when we get to the Yukim, actually, in the next Sif, we'll, we'll show what each Sif was. So that hints to the first shot. And also the second shot is, we learn it from that same place, that since... Bilam is trying to explain what the qualities of the Jewish people are. He's saying the quality is they don't have a, a, any nachash. And ka'es means that whenever there comes a time that they need to know what Hashem is being payola, what his gezeris are, they have the neviim to tell them that. Se'af, the two, bays. what's the issue with each one of the purushim? So the issue with the purushim, the first one is that it's talking about the future. It's not something which is present tense. Um, and, and the problem with the second shot is that the, it's not really, it's not, the purpose of these psukim is really to express the mailus of the Jewish people, not so much why he can't curse them, but more about why they're deserving of a bracha, what their qualities are, but according to the second shot, it's more why he can't curse them. Um, Gimel, why is the first one closer to Pshut Mikra? So that we were explained. And Dalid, oh, that we didn't get to, so Dalid we'll have to get to in a moment. That's in the few sifrim from now. Uh, then you can go to Sif, Sif Beis, the Rebbe asks a few more questions. Let's go to Sif, uh, yeah, Sif Dalet. He says, also, Pipir Shurishan, he says, what's the Lashem Malachi Shars? Why are we mentioning Malachi Shars? The idea is that the love of the Jewish people needs to be expressed in a way that it's even, it has to be recognizable by comparing it to someone else. And that is specifically the Malachi Hasharis, that even when they're serving Hashem, the Jewish people are greater. Mashenkin, just comparing them to the Goyim or Malach, when he's, uh, the Goyim, they don't talk tire anyway. And just, and also there's the time when the malach, in a sense, is uh, taught, 
uh, is doing his mission, but when he's doing his mission, he's not right in front of Hashem. So again, it doesn't express as great as Mila, because they're anyways working, not really being taught by Hashem Torah at that moment. Bez, this is what it says in the Pasuk, Rashi's coming to explain Sukkim. No, we're saying is a proof that there will come a time again when the Jewish people will be taught to be taught the Torah directly from Hashem. Mashain came by Matan Torah where they said they didn't want to be taught because they couldn't handle it. And then we said, Gimel, why does it add the words Gzer Samakim? It should have just said Ma'apalakel. So the reasoning is because this is trying to add an additional point that the end of the Pasuk is not just a continuation of the first part of what Bilam is saying, but it's actually adding something. That Bilam is saying that even if they're deserving of blessings and not of curses because there's no nichush, nonetheless, there is the time that they, Hashem has anger each day and I was trying to get Hashem to curse them at that particular moment in time. He says, but the problem is since they have the Nevi'im, the Nevi'im tell them what these gzers are and they're able to do tshuva. Okay. So just have one question left about Unkles. Let's continue and we'll get to that soon. So now we can say that the difference between these two Purushim is a shock of Lataria regarding a general question that we have, uh, even Allah. It says, He says, We have always a question. What's more important? When you, have, when you have an option to do one of two things, should we do the gr- something which is a greater mila, but that's something which is in the future, or some, something which is a smaller mila, smaller quality, but it's something which is present right now. Um, like, for example, I think um, a person, let's say, it's, it's um, Sling Vidalia, so he, could, he can only fast, he can only fast once. He can either fast, let's say, Sling Vidalia, or he can fast in Yom Kippur. So should you fast right now? Because it is Sangadalia. Today is Sangadalia, so you gotta fast. I, if you fast today, you won't be able to fast in Yom Kippur. But it's today is Sangadalia, so it's a lower quality, but it's current. Or do we say, look, Yom Kippur is in the future, but it's a much greater quality. It's not just a tiniest Midurabana. It's a tiniest from the Torah. It's a mitzvah to say. It's the Yamatslicha. You should really fast then. So it's a greater Maila, but it's in the future. So which one, in a sense, is more important? So he says, from this Rashi, we can see what Rashi holds. He says, He says, from the first shot that Rashi gives, is that they are fitting for a blessing and they're not at all able. It's not even possible, this concept of a, of a curse by them. He says, the reason is because they have a great maila that which will be revealed to all, this great love, that their mechitza is within the mechitza of the Malachi Asharis, but the problem is this maila will only be in the future. According to the second shot, what's more important? We're going to give a, their maila isn't as great as the first shot. There is the capability of Hashem being angry, and there is even a ability to, for them to be cursed. He says they are able to be cursed. The only thing is that since they have the Nevi'im, the Nevi'im can tell them what the Gzeri is, and then they're able to guard themselves, and they're able to do tshuva, and mimavata dikzer, so the gzer will never actually happen. So it's a lower quality because they could be cursed, but uh, it's something which is behavior, something which is kur. So these are the two Purusha Marashi. The, mayla, the first one is a greater maila, but it's in the future. The second shot is a lower maila, but it's something which is kur. 
Maybe halacha could be different, but at least according to pshat, what the Torah holds, that a mailek in the future is uh, uh, overpowers uh, a mailek which will be in the present. That's what you can think, but the Rebbe doesn't like that. He says, says the truth is you can't really learn this from Rashi for two reasons. Rashi he says, Rashi's explaining the prophecy of Bilam. Bilam was a Navi of the Goyim. So he's explaining a Goyish prophecy. Who was, he was a Goyish prophet similar to the Navi Yisrael, but he was a Goyish prophet. He says, therefore, in his eyes, this that they get messages to the Navim is not such a great Maila as learning from Hashem's mouth. So I think there was trying. I think there was trying to say two points, maybe. A that first of all, he's a goyish. It's a goyish prophecy, so not necessarily could you learn out what we're supposed to be doing. And second of all, uh, he could be saying, or, or maybe this is all that he's saying, that Bilam himself didn't really find that such a big mila that they have uh, a navim that will tell them in the future. That's not really a mila so much for him. He says, I'm also a Navi. Like, it, the Maile is, like everybody, there's no Maile, there's no love that Hashem expressing by having Navim. I'm a Navi, they have Navim. That's not a quality. The quality is that they don't have Nachash. I, 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 well, there's a moment in time that Hashem can be angry. Okay, so the Navim that will tell them what that point in time is, so they can get rid of it. But it's not in a sense, a, a, an essential Maile that they have Navim. It's just that, it's a technical thing. Through that, this, that, and Navim, they're able to get rid of my Klala. So it's not a Maile, it's just, it's something which will help them get rid of a klala. So therefore, that could be the reasoning why Rashi brought the first one, the first shot first, because that actually stresses a maila, while the second one, not necessarily the maila, it's, it's more um, just that, that they have prophecy so they can get rid of uh, any klalas that maybe Bilam would have put on them. Uh, and he's saying it's not, doesn't express any love. I, meaning as you could think, the central idea of having prophets is a concept of love. He says that's not love, because even going have that. The Iker, Beis, the Iker, the main reason. The Fiyah Pirsha Rishon ain't Zurak Mailish Tiyalasid, Elazuhi Maila Gambahiva. He says the truth is, and even according to the first shot, this is not only a Maila that they'll have in the future that Hashem will in the future teach in Taira. Rather, this is a quality that they have right now. Hashem loves them right now. Uba Asid Yatisav Oid, Shitiskal Chibas Lein Kal. But Asid Tiskal Lachibazu Maila Zushisra. It's only that in the future will be revealed to everybody this love that they had. Meaning the love that Hashem has, Hashem has it right now. It's just that it's not revealed to everybody. It's for saying that in the future will be revealed from this that the Jewish people will learn Torah directly from Hashem. But really this love is always here. So therefore it's not something which is just in the future. It's something which is kind right now. Therefore it's not really a good example of this question of what's more important, a Mila which is in the future or a lower Mila which is right now. Because really this greater Mila is happening right now. It's just not revealed. So therefore, Mamela, this is not really a proof for our question. It's not a proof for the Inyan of when a Mila will, a new Mila will happen in the future. So that even when it's a new Mila, which isn't current now, but it will happen sometime in the future, that even that will be Mahriya, something which is current, that we don't know. So going back to our question, let's say Yom Kippur and Sangadalia, that doesn't really prove anything because Yom Kippur is not today. Yom Kippur is in a week. So uh, it wouldn't be the same type of question at all. Okay. So according to this, now we can say that the main quality 
Are the words of Bilam is the great milus, the, the amazing qualities of the Jewish people. And Bilam needed to stress them, and many times he has to stress the milus of the Jewish people. Why? Why? Why is that so important? Why is this really the context? This is the main focus of our parsha, right? This is what explains Rashi, as I've been saying that since Bilam's main focus is to explain the Jewish, the milus of the Jewish people, whatever expresses those milus better, that will be, as we said, closer to the Pshut Shemikra. The reason is because he has to justify himself and to answer uh, uh, Bollock's kindness on him, that he says, curse for me, and, and you're blessing them. So he has to tell them, like, I can't curse them, I have to bless them because of the qualities that they have. That's what Hashem wants. Therefore, even according to Pshut Mikra, and of course, Alder Chadurah Shvaremes, the Pirish in his marshal is speaking about the qualities of the Jewish people, because right now he's really just explaining why he cannot curse them. He says, Rashi is trying to answer. Now we're stress. There's a question over here. Many Psukim in our parsha explains many, many times he explains the Pasuk according to Targum Unkles. He says, Karduma, he says, Kain Targum Unkles, or he gives his own Pshat, but then he adds another Pirsh, a Pesach Pirsh. He says, Targum Unkles gives another Pshat. He's not negating Unkles. He either gives Unkles Pshat as his own, or he gives two, like his own, plus Unkles he brings in. And there are quotes in Har 49, He says, maybe it could be possible. Why does Rashi in this Parsha specifically try as often as possible to explain uh, his Pirish according to Unkelis is because Bilam was a uh, a master, a, a trans, an um, interpreter of, of Aram. Uh, and Unkelis, first of all, was, was, was a Ger, right? So he, in a sense, I think the Rebbe is trying to say, A, he was a Ger, and B, his translation was, was in Aramaic. So in a sense, he had a certain ability to understand um, Bilam's prophecy. Either way, Ilu Pasigza Yashnu Yatsim in a cloud, Gamma Gabi Psukum Shalach, Unculus, Loitirgen K. Echon Base of Prussian, Bachadaf, Pshutashimikra, Mamish Batmia. He says, but in this Pasik, it's a Yatsim in a cloud. It's an exception to the rule, even relative to the Pasik Psukum afterwards, that Rash, the Unculus does not explain it this way, meaning as he's not explaining the Pasik speaking about the Milus of the Jewish people. Because remember, Unculus translated the Pasik to mean, that the Menachashim and the Kaisman don't want to help the Jewish people, and they have no desire for the Jewish people. So that's not explaining, that has nothing to do with the Milus of the Jewish people. So according to Rashi, he's saying, my whole purpose, the whole purpose of this parsha is to explain why Bilam can curse them, is because of their qualities. Saying that the Menachashim don't want to curse them has nothing to do with this. Um, and therefore, it's, it's a Tmiya, it's a, it's a, the Pshut, that Targum Unkelis translates it very, very literal. Alpha Pisha Rashi Sover Ba Ifanacher. Um Kavan Shabdur Kam Mashalikna Holopsuk Madam Malasan Shaisra. He says, even though Rashi explains it in another way, he says, since the whole thing over here is talking about a mashal, and all the prior Psukim are talking about the Mile of the Jewish people, they watch the Rashi Lishla Lagamis Pirusha, he didn't want to completely negate the Pirush of the Targum Klas, meaning since he's explained the whole Parsha also Korntimer Ugunklas, and there's one Yitzman Klaal, so he didn't want to negate it, like ignore it. So rather, what he does is he says, 
So even in situations where Rashi says that this Pasuk, the only way to understand this Pasuk, you can't understand the Pasuk literally. You need the Pasuk to blood Darshanid. You need the, the Pasuk itself is telling you that it's a Rashi. These are prophecies. These are qualities of the Jewish people. The whole thing is a muscle. You, need, you can't just translate the words literally. But nonetheless, since the style of Rashi is a Drasha, therefore he doesn't want to negate Targum Unklus completely. And therefore he just says that Targum doesn't explain it this way, but he has another way. Meaning is, there is another way of learning these Pesukim according to Targum Unklus, which doesn't fit with our whole flow until now, um, as mentioned, that he has a totally different shot, which doesn't really express the Milus of the Jewish people. The first part of the Pasuk just talks about how the Menachem don't want to curse, don't, they, they don't want to help the Jewish people. And the second part of the Pasuk about, he literally just translates it word for word without giving any explanation. So again, doesn't really explain what the mind of the Jewish people are. Okay. So right now we're going to the lessons. What can we learn from these lessons? So he says, he says, not only is it true that the revelations that the Nevi'im gave is a continuous act and something which is relevant and the lessons are relevant constantly and even today. That Hashem reveals um, to, to the leaders of the generation and the leaders of the people uh, lessons and what he wants. He says, not only is it that we have Nevi'im and we have prophets, like the second interpretation. Like the second interpretation is that we always have the prophets telling us what Hashem wants, or the leaders telling us what Hashem wants. But if you look at the first shot, there's an additional point, that even this, that the Bnei Yisrael learned Tyre from Hashem, wasn't just a one-time occurrence by Matan Tyre, the Midbar. It's really something which happens constantly. He says, the truth is that even now when a Yid learns Torah, it says in the Pasuk that Hashem, um, which means that my tongue will proclaim your word. Meaning he's learning this, it's the word of Hashem, that he's learning this from the mouth of Hashem. So that even happens nowadays that we're learning the words of Hashem. But uh, more than that, but, that's, but now it's hidden. We don't know that it's a word. We're not, it's not directly from it. We don't see that it's directly from Hashem. But the Asalavai, uh, right now it's Behalem, but Asalavai, Tigalati, Asalavai, we'll see clearly that everybody will see and we'll see clearly that Hashem is literally teaching us. But the truth is, even nowadays, it's Tam Lashem Mersach that we're, Hashem is, we're, we're learning Hashem's words. Just maybe give a little shot. What does that mean that even nowadays we're learning Hashem's word? A little shot to you is that ultimately the Torah is something which is higher than human understanding. It's like in a sense, you want to teach a rock something uh, mathematics. You can't teach a rock mathematics. There's no connection. So in essence, the Torah is the wisdom of God. Hashem and his wisdom of one, as the Rambam says that we cannot understand Hashem's wisdom. It's something which is totally beyond us. Just like Hashem is infinite, his wisdom is infinite. We cannot really grasp the Torah. It's only because Hashem teaches us the Torah. Hashem is a kaliyach. He can do anything. He teaches the Torah. So the truth is, even nowadays, this is how we understand the Torah is because Hashem is teaching us uh, what the Torah is. It's just that we 
think that this is something which is natural, that the terror is something which is intellectual, we can understand it. And it's something that we accomplish on our own. But the truth is, it's Hashem teaching us the Torah. And the only difference will be the loss of love. We will see the quality and the mile of the Torah. And it will be clear that Hashem is the one that's teaching us the Torah. Therefore, it's understood that should, you, should, you should not be bothered by those who ridicule the Jewish people about doing Torah and mitzvahs. Especially when we're spreading Torah in Yiddishkeit, because we have very clear uh, lessons and directives and instructions from his servants. And even more than that, he's learning directly from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and Hashem is with him. It says in the uh, in the Medrash, that when he a person uh, he learns Hashem learns he you know he learns Chumash Veshayin and learns Veshnayis across from him. And therefore, just like by Matan Torah, when we receive the Torahs with with fear and trepidation and quaking and sweating, also now it has to be with that same feeling. Why? Because really we're learning Hashem's Torah. Hashem's giving it to us right now, and Hashem's repeating and learning with us the Torah. So therefore, there's nothing to be embarrassed about because we're with Hashem. And once it's fulfilled by us, that we will be wholehearted with Hashem Lakacha. Meaning is that that passage is we're not involved with all these fortune tellers, and rather we're wholehearted and we're sincere with Hashem. We won't need to be afraid that this, that the nations gather and the nations speak against the Jewish people. Because we know this is nothing. Therefore, we should not be disturbed because we know that even if a king like Balak says something against us or one of the prophets of the Goyim like Bilam says something against us, even they know, or at least their mazel, their like, uh, their, their spiritual source above knows and sees the great quality of the Jewish people that their mechitza is within the mechitza and even closer to Hashem than the Malachi Ashars. So all the nations of the world need to uh, admit to the Jewish people that they are fitting to be blessed, because they do not have any of this meaning is they don't think at all about the conduct and the laws of the Goyim, rather they stand strong, and in their faith in the Torah. That's what we're saying earlier, means we don't have the we're not with what they're telling us how to be successful, or what we should do in order to know what the future will be or to have a successful future. What we trust in, we trust only in Hashem. Then, instead of this, that they will disturb us, on the contrary, they bless and they help the Jewish people that we shouldn't be lacking anything. And and he says, especially when we're leaving Golis and we go into the Geula, to Erta Kodesh, which this is the exact opposite of Kwanis Balak, right? By Balak, we were leaving Mitzrayim and we want to go to Eretz and he was trying to stop us. But on the contrary, what's going to happen is if we follow um, <clears throat> what our parish is telling us, then we will leave Golis and we will be have the Geula Shlema. 
And at that time, so and at that time, the love of Hashem for us will be revealed to all, and then the kings will be your um, your workers, and the and the princesses will be your um, your nurse, uh, your nurses. And strangers will stand up, and foreigners will stand and tend your flocks. Meaning is that the love of Hashem will be revealed to all of us. That even these malachim, that, as we're saying, that we could be scared, that they would be mafriyas, we're frightened of them. The truth is there's nothing to be frightened of. Because when once the chib of Hashem will be revealed to all of us, then we'll know that all these individuals are there to help us in our avodas. Hashem,